You're listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Kobernack. It is our desire that you will be helped by this Bible message. Luke chapter number 1, and uh, we'll begin reading in verse number 26. Luke chapter 1 and verse number 26. And the title of the sermon or the lesson here tonight is, I Don't Understand. Can you say that with me? I Don't Understand. You know, there's a, um, a news article that came out, and if you know me at all, um, I'm very skeptical when I see things. And, and whether that's whether somebody tells me, my nature is instantly to be like, are you serious? Like, is this for real? That's, I, I don't know why that is. But uh, anytime anything pops up on social media, or the reality is, even if I see it on the news station, I'll try and like research it a little bit and find out, is this accurate information? What's taking place here? And, uh, but there was a story, and I think it's verified. I've seen it more than one place. Uh, but uh, there was an individual in the great state of California uh, who had an episode this uh, past week that she had a, a revelation, if, she, if you will, I don't know if you heard about this revelation that's taking place here, but uh, she had this plant that she had. And uh, she, the, the, the article says that she watered this plant uh, religiously. She uh, washed the plant or wiped off the leaves on a regular basis. Uh, for two years, she took care of this plant and said, hey, it's healthy, it's in great condition. And, uh, but she wanted to move it from one vase to another vase. And uh, at the transition point where she was moving it from one base to the next, she, she had a revelation that she didn't understand was taking place. And she realized this thing feels like it's plastic. And as she started to pull it out, she realized it was a plastic plant for the last two years that she had been watering, that she had been wiping down and thought that she had great, taken great care of this plant for two years and she didn't understand what had taken place there. But the, the title of the article is Woman Shocked to Discover Plant She's Been Watering for Two Years is Fake. And um, have you ever had something in your life that you didn't understand? There will be a meeting, a pastor announced, of the church board immediately following the service, asked, uh, announced the pastor. After the close of the service, the church board gathered at the back of the sanctuary for the announced meeting. But there was a stranger in their midst, a visitor who they didn't recognize, who had not even been to church before. My friend, said the pastor, didn't you understand that this is a meeting of the board? Yes, said the visitor, and after today's sermon, I suppose I'm just as bored as anyone else who came to this meeting. <laughs> My prayer this evening is that you won't want to join that meeting at the end of the service, amen. God has given me something to preach. He's worked on my heart with this subject, and I hope that it will be a blessing to you. Uh, there are many things that will happen in our lives here on this earth that we don't understand. And, and, and you can say even, you can say, hey, you know what, when I get to heaven, I'll understand it. But honestly, I'm not sure if we'll even comprehend it then. And maybe it won't even be as important or as significant. I know, especially growing up, I've wanted to notate things sometimes and just say, when I get to heaven, I want to find out what would have happened if I would have done this, or how would this have worked out in the end? But the reality is that probably none of that will really matter. 
God has been blamed many a time for things that happen as a result of man's disobedience and a result of man's sin that maybe wasn't a part of God's perfect plan, but man made it imperfect. However, we do know that the Bible says that all things, not just some things, all things work together for good to them who love God and to the many that are called according to His purpose. God can work any situation for good. So what happens when the unplanned events take place? What happens when things happen that we don't understand? That they unfold a certain way that we can't figure it out? And it's not part of our plan. What happens? We're going to focus on one specific portion of Scripture in this book of Luke that talks about that specific subject. And again, the title of the message tonight is, I Don't Understand. And let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for all that you've done. I thank you for working in my heart with this message. And I believe, God, with all of my heart that this is what you have for us here today. But I pray, Lord, that uh, you would use me as I preach. I pray that most of all at the end of this message that we would see you, that we know that we've met with you. I pray that you'd encourage those who are discouraged. Pray that you'd heal the brokenhearted. God, I pray that you'd help us here in this life to fully trust on you, even when we don't understand. For we ask these things in your name. Amen. In Luke chapter 1 and verse number 26, first of all, I see the majestic messenger. The majestic messenger. You say, what are you talking about here? The angel Gabriel who sent from God in Luke chapter 1 and verse number 26, the Bible says, and in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was, what's the, word, what's the name there? Mary, that's right. Verse number 28, the Bible says, And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail, thou that art highly favored, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. So here we have the majestic messenger. The angel Gabriel comes to Mary and he says, Hey, you know what? I've got a message for you. And the Bible says that Mary, when she saw this, the Bible says that uh, she cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. Hey, she didn't understand what was taking place here. Why there was an angel that was there that was talking to her at that point. And the Bible says she cast in her mind or she thought about, hey, what is taking place here? Have you ever had a messenger come to you and you immediately wonder, why is this person talking to me? What is this message going to be? Hey, what's going to take place here? But she thought in her mind. The Bible says she cast in her mind. I see a majestic messenger. Next I see a marvelous message. A marvelous message. And uh, this message is you're going to have a child. But not just any child, the Son of God. In verse number 31, the Bible says, And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son. And thou shalt call his name Jesus. And he shall be great, and shall be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And verse 33, and he shall reign over 
the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. Then said Mary unto the angel, How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? Next I see a miraculous means. So again, we see a majestic messenger. The angel Gabriel came. He was sent from God, a marvelous message that, hey, you're going to have a child, but there's a miraculous means. She asked, she says, hey, how can I have a child? I'm engaged to my husband. I know not a man. How, how is it that I'm going to have a child? She was doubting. She didn't know what was going to take place. She didn't understand. But then he talks about a miraculous means. Without knowing a man, the shadow of the Holy Spirit, in verse 35, and the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. And behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, she has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. For with God... Nothing shall be impossible. And then look at verse 38. And Mary said, Behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. You know what? No doubt there was a lot going on in Mary's life at this specific point in time. She was just given news that would shake up her whole world. And no doubt Mary did not pre-plan that the angel Gabriel was going to come to her and say, Hey, you're going to have a son. And by the way, you're going to have a son not even being married to your husband, not even knowing a man. And this is going to be incredible. And not only that, your son is going to reign and his reign is never going to end. And your son is going to be the son of God. And Mary, no doubt, is not understanding. She's wondering what's taking place here. And again, her world is just shook upside down. And what is her response to this? In verse 29, it says she cast in her mind what manner of salutation she would, uh, uh, this should be. And she thought about what was happening. In verse 38, she ended up saying, Be it unto me according to thy world, uh, word. Mary is faced with things that she can't possibly understand. She's trying to figure out what's happening and what her response should be. She didn't immediately respond. She thought about what the best response would be. And when the message was finished, her response then was whatever your will is, Lord, then let it happen. And then if you will, take your Bible to Luke chapter number 2. Luke chapter number 2. So again, we have this messenger that delivers this news uh, to Mary that she didn't understand. She didn't know what was taking place. Hey, have you ever had news come in your life that you didn't understand? That you said, well, this isn't what I planned. You know what, from when I grew up, this is what I planned to do. Or say, hey, this is what I plan to do to marry Joseph and we're going to have children. And this was not my plan to have somebody else's child and to have this miraculous child, the son of God. And me being the mother of that child, I don't understand what's taking place. In Luke chapter 2 and verse number 1, the Bible says, And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And Joseph and Mary go out of the city of Nazareth into Judea, unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem. And verse number five, to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, who was great with child. And verse number seven, and she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And verse number eight, 
There were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And uh, if you skip down to verse number 14, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. And verse 15, And it came to pass as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known to, unto us. And verse 16, And they came with haste, and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. When they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things with the, which were told them by the shepherds. And look at verse number 19. The Bible says that Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. So again, we have in chapter number 1 a familiar story, the angel coming to Mary and saying, hey, here's some news that's going to shake your world. Hey, here's some things that are going to take place that you didn't expect to take place. And then in chapter number 2, no doubt Mary, through that time when she was expecting, was, may have thought, hey, my child's going to be the son of God and thought of maybe a grand or a glorious way that Jesus would be brought to this earth. But yet here she is laying her baby in a manger because there was no room for him in the end. And then the visitors who came, the shepherds and the wise men and other folks who came to see this child. And Mary didn't understand, no doubt, of everything that was taking place. And what does the Bible say that her reaction is to these things that she doesn't understand? It says she kept these things and pondered them in her heart. And then if you will, turn a few verses over to Luke chapter number 2 and verse 41. And Luke 2 and verse number 41. And again, we had... in. in, in uh, remembrance, we have verse 29 of chapter 1, she cast in her mind. And then we had in verse number 19, she kept all these things and pondered them in their heart when she didn't understand what was taking place. In Luke 2 and verse number 41, the Bible says, Now his parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of the Passover. And when he was 12 years old, they went up to Jerusalem after the custom of the feast. And when they had fulfilled the days as they returned, the child Jesus tarried behind in Jerusalem, and Joseph and his mother knew not of it. But they, supposing him to have been in the company, went a day's journey, and they sought him among their kinsfolk and acquaintance. And when they found him not, they turned back again to Jerusalem, seeking him. And it came to pass that after three days they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the doctors, both hearing them and asking them questions. And all that heard him were astonished at his understanding and answers. And when they saw him, they were amazed. And his mother said unto him, Son, why hast thou thus dealt with us? Behold, thy father and I have sought thee sorrowing. And he said unto them, How is it that ye uh, sought me? Wist ye not that I must be about my father's business? And verse 50, And they understood not the saying which he spake unto them. And verse 51, and he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was subject unto them. And then watch this, but his mother kept 
all these sayings in her heart. You know what? I, I can't imagine losing your son for any length of time. You know, we had our family vacations, and you go on those family vacations to these crowded places, and especially when your children are younger. Now, maybe when they're older, you're like, hey, go do whatever you want. I'll see you in a few hours, and I'm going to kick back and relax, amen? But especially when they're younger, you make sure to instruct them, or generally say, hey, you need to stay with me. And you, you remember what kind of clothes your child is wearing and maybe even take a picture of them in case something happens. But you, you start meandering and you see them begin to look around and begin to wander and you say, hey, get back here, get back here. Stay close because you don't want them to get lost. And you know what? I, I can specifically remember we were at uh, Disneyland and we were walking along and all of a sudden we look around and we've lost one of our children. And your heart begins to sink and you're like, where are they at and what's happening? And then off in the distance, we can hear the screaming and wailing of one of our children. And it was one of the workers had come to help them. They weren't having any of it. But we were reunited in just a few moments. And I cannot imagine losing your child for an extended period of time. I cannot fathom losing your 12-year-old child for three days. Now, maybe, again, some of it would be a blessing for you to say, hey, amen, but probably not. For three days. And the Bible says that she was sorrowing. No doubt she was distraught. No doubt she was discouraged, wondering, I've lost him. I've not taken good care of him, and now he's gone. And they were looking for him. They didn't understand what was taking place. And when they finally find Jesus, and he talks to them, and he gives them a word. And the Bible says that once he told them what was going on, they understood it all and we're at ease, and everything was great. Is that what happens? No, the Bible says they didn't understand. You know, there are some things in life that happen that we don't understand, and we even come to Jesus and we talk to him, and say, hey, God, I don't understand what's taking place in this situation. God, I'm discouraged. God, I feel defeated. I don't know what's going on. And God gives us something from his word, but we still don't understand. What should our response be when we don't understand? How do we respond to bad news? How do we respond to things that happen that we don't understand? You know what? The not understanding part is a part of life. It's going to happen. I just have two points, and we'll be finished contextually from this verse. What to do when we don't understand according to the life of Mary? Uh, first of all, let's see what we should not do. What should you not do? And then we'll talk about what we should do. First of all, if you will, take your Bibles to the book of Job. Job chapter 2, and we'll look at two verses, verse number 9 and verse number 10. Uh, Job chapter number 2, and again, any time that I begin to think about things happening that somebody didn't understand, I think about a man named Job. And any time that I think that sometimes that my problems are more than I can bear and that, you know what, I'm unique in the essence that, you know what, God has given me more than I can handle and, you know, nobody else has had it like this before. I think about a man named Job. I think about his testimony. I think of a, his reaction. I think about, you know what, Job didn't do anything to deserve what took place in his life. But you know what, this life is not about deserving or not deserving. This life is all about bringing glory and honor to God. In Job chapter 2 and verse number 9, what should we not do when things happen 
that we don't understand. The Bible says, Then said his wife unto him, Dost thou still retain thine integrity? Curse God and die. But he said unto her, Thou speakest as one of the foolish women speaketh. What? Shall we receive good at the hand of God, and shall we not receive evil? And all this did not Job sin with his lips. Let me just say this. When we're faced with things that we don't understand, when we're faced with things that we don't comprehend, hey, let's not sin with our lips. You know what we find with Mary, what she did? Hey, she kept these things in her heart. She pondered them in her heart. You know what, again, they didn't have social media back in the day. They didn't have iPhones back in the day. But you would wonder what would happen today if somebody got news like that, like instantly, like, hey, can you believe this? I'm not sure what I should do. Here's whatever else. And the next thing you know, everybody in the world knows what's taking place. You know what, when we hear news that we don't understand, that we don't comprehend, you know what we need to do? We need to keep it in our heart. Hey, we need to say, hey, I don't understand what's taking place, but I'm going to trust God, and I'm not going to open my mouth until maybe I have all the facts, until maybe I've talked with God, but maybe it's, maybe it's a situation with your family. Hey, maybe it's a situation that arises in the church. Hey, maybe it's a situation that arises with your friends, and you say, hey, I was treated badly. Hey, I don't understand what's taking place here, and our first reaction is to tell everybody about it. And say, hey, this is what this person did, and I want everybody to know, and maybe it's a business. And you say, hey, you know what, I got treated bad at this business, and we immediately get on and say, hey, this business is terrible, and you should know this person, and we tag them, and we post things about it. But is that really what we should be doing? What should we do when we don't understand? Hey, let's not sin with our lips. You may say, well, trouble only comes, things that uh, we don't understand only, only happens to bad people or when we're in a bad situation. No, Job chapter 3, verse 26, the Bible says, yet trouble came. Hey, trouble is going to find you right where you're at. It doesn't matter if you're attending church faithfully and reading your Bible faithfully and, and praying faithfully, trouble is still going to come. But it's our reaction to that trouble that reveals who we are. When things happen that we don't understand, when bad things happen, you know what, don't blame God. When problems happen, a lot of times we want, want to run and again, tell everybody about it. Most of the time, we don't even have all the facts. And even if we did, you know what, sometimes we just need to keep our mouths closed. But you know what, that's easier said than done. The Bible says a lot about the tongue. You know what, in John chapter 8 and verse number 7, <clears throat> we find someone who was brought to Jesus in the very sin of adultery. And what does Jesus say with that individual? He says, hey, there's some stones. He that is without sin among you cast the first stone. And you know what, then they picked him up and started chucking him at her, right? No, what happens? They, they walked away, maybe one at a time, maybe slowly, because they got smitten in their own heart that said, hey, you know what? There's some things that I need to deal with before I'm casting a stone at somebody else. You know what's interesting about a stone when you cast it? Hey, what's interesting about uh, social media when you post something or your mouth when you say something or a text? 
when you give it or, or you know what, something happens with somebody in the church or again your friends or your families or maybe it's a teenager and you say, hey, this person did this and I didn't like it and they didn't treat me right and you pick up that stone with your mouth and you begin to talk about that person and you throw that stone on social media, guess what? You can never get that stone back once you throw it. How should we respond when we don't understand? Hey, just stop and think about it. Hey, just stop and ponder it in your heart. And say, hey, you know what? I'm going to keep these things in my heart. I don't understand what's taking place. And maybe I feel like they've treated me wrong or done bad to me. But before we throw that stone, let's just think about it. And maybe during that time of pondering, we'll come and say, hey, you know what? I've messed up before. And it will cause us to react differently. Proverbs 17, 28. The Bible says, even a fool... When he holdeth his peace is counted wise. And he that shutteth his lips is esteemed a man of understandings. I think of a man named Daniel who had visions and didn't understand what was taking place. And in Daniel 7.28 the Bible says, And as for me, Daniel, my thoughts troubled me greatly and my face turned pale, but I kept the matter to myself. Hey, what to do when you don't understand Hey, you know what? Instead of sinning with our lips, that's what we should not do. Hey, you know what? Let's praise God with our lips. Hey, let's talk to God about our problems. Hey, when something comes when we don't understand, let's tell it to Jesus. Hey, there's a song that says, Are you weary? Are you heavy hearted? Tell it to Jesus. Tell it to Jesus. Are you grieving over joys departed? Tell it to Jesus. And what's the next word? Alone. But you know what? That's easier to sing than it is to practice. When a difficulty, when a hard time comes, just to talk to God. But you know what? He's the only one that can give true peace. He's the only one that can give true joy and true happiness. Do the tears flow down your cheeks unbidden? Tell it to Jesus. Tell it to Jesus. Have you sins that to men's eyes are hidden? Tell it to Jesus alone. Are you troubled at the thought of dying? For Christ's kingdom coming, are you sighing? Tell it to Jesus. Tell it to Jesus. Why is that? Because he is a friend that's well known. You've no other such a friend or brother. Tell it to Jesus alone. Psalm 106 and verse 44, the Bible says, Nevertheless, he regarded their affliction when he heard their cry. God wants to hear your cry. God wants you to talk to him. Psalm 118 and verse number 1, the Bible says, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, because his mercy endureth forever. Psalm 118, 24, the Bible says, This is the day which the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. And by the way, how, are, how do you be glad when you hear bad news? How are you glad when you hear something that you don't understand? because of the next point that we'll talk about. But you know what? God wants to hear you sing. There's a good song along with that as well. But number one, what not to do when we don't understand? Hey, sin with our lips. What should we do? Praise God with our lips to talk to him. Hey, next, what not to do when we don't understand is to try to take back control. To try to take back control. You know what? I believe the biggest problem that we have with not understanding things is that ultimately means 
and we realize that we are not in control. The natural desire for us as humans, at least it is for me, is to be in control. A lot of times I have to fight it back, and maybe you have this problem. I'm letting you know one of my, one of my many problems or one of my many issues is I like to be the boss. Amen? And so you say, well, pastor's gone this week and Caleb's gone. So guess who's the boss? Amen? It's, it's my wife. It's my wife is the boss. We all know that. But you know what? I like to be the boss. I don't like people telling me what to do. I like to be the one that says, hey, you do that. But I think that's just my sin nature or our sin nature. We like to be in control. We like to know like, hey, this is my plans and this is what I'm going to do. And anything that happens to interrupt those plans, all of a sudden we get upset. All of a sudden we realize that, hey, we're no longer in control of what's taking place and we desire to take that control back. And, uh, you know, we uh, are in the process right now of, of uh, having a, I'm trying to think of how to word this, but we've got a new driver that's coming in our household, amen? And uh, it is hard sitting in the passenger seat of a car when a 15-year-old is driving. Can I get a witness? All God's people said, amen. And you know what? Many times as we're driving along the roadway, I just feel like snatching that steering wheel and, and getting it right and, and saying, hey, this is what you need to do and this is whatever else. But I feel very uneasy when I'm not in control, especially when there's a teenage driver, amen. And uh, there was one instance we had this last weekend, and I did grab the wheel and turn it over. But you know what? We try and do that with our lives. We say, hey, you know what, God? I don't think this, this car is going down the right road that it's supposed to be going down. And we try and snatch that wheel, if you will. We try and say, hey, I want to be back in control. But you know what? We need to ultimately realize that we are not in control. We are vessels for his use. What to do when we don't understand is to realize, nevertheless, thy will be done. In Luke 1 and verse number 38, Mary says, Be it unto me according to thy word. Realize that we're not in control and continue serving God. Hey, what to do when you don't understand? We mentioned, first of all, to not sin with our lips. Hey, let's guard our mouths as Christians. Hey, as loving individuals, you know, I'm teaching a series in my Sunday school class on uh, members one another, and we talked about love one another, and the Bible says, by this shall all men know that ye are my disciples if ye have love one to another. And by the way, that's not a love that's just on the inside. That's a love that's being demonstrated, and others see that love and say, hey, you know what? There's something different about him. You know what? I hope there's something different about our reaction when things come when we don't understand. Hey, I hope there's something different that comes out of our mouths when something happens when somebody makes us angry or makes us upset or does something to fault us. He that is without sin among you, let him cast the first stone. But what should we do? Praise God with our lips. Talk to him. Hey, secondly, what should we not do when we don't understand is try and take back control. But rather, what should we do? We should say, hey, nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. <clears throat> hey, Mary didn't understand what was taking place. She was given news that changed her life all the way around. You know what, teenager, I don't know if it's going to be news this week that's going to change your life. But you know what, I can tell you how to respond. 
Hey, first of all, keep it in your heart. Hey, adult here tonight, I don't know what news you're going to receive this week, but you know what? We need to keep it in our heart and say, hey, God, I don't understand what's taking place. Hey, tell it to him, and he'll give us the right response. But you know what? Also realize that, hey, we're not in control. And just say, hey, you know what, God? Nothing happens that comes as a shock to God. God is the one that everything has to be filtered through. You know what? Anything that comes in life, we can bear it with his help. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, the Bible says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Again, that word understanding. But you know what? Oftentimes, and it's easy to do, we just say, well, I think things are supposed to work out a certain way. But you know what? That's not how it happens oftentimes. What to do when you don't understand? Say, hey, I don't understand what's taking place. Neither do I. But you know what? God does. And we can get through it with his help and with his power. Thank you for listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. For more information about our ministry, please visit our website at vbcrr.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week. Thank you.